Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat, and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Welcome back to the PA the FI Way podcast, the podcast for current and future PAs on their way to financial independence. I'm your host, Kat, and today we have a very special guest joining us. His name is Alex Adkins, and he is actually one of the reasons that this podcast exists. He had stumbled across my website last summer and had reached out to me to see if I had any interest about doing a podcast and the rest is history. Welcome, Alex, and thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, it's really nice to be here. It doesn't seem that real that it was a year ago today that I had sent a random cold call email, stumbled across your website after a ton of Googling around financial independence and the physician assistant career. So it's been really awesome to see what you've accomplished on such a special medium within the past year. And I'm a big fan of yours. Thanks, Alex. I didn't realize it was a year to the day. That's pretty amazing. And then I'm so excited to share your unique story in that you're actually a PA student that knew about the concepts of financial independence before you even started PA school, which I think is pretty unique. And I'm looking forward to having you share some strategies that you've used as a PA student on your way to financial independence. But first, tell us a bit about yourself and where are you at your point in your PA education? Yeah, I just capped off the end of my first year of PA school this past week, and what a rewarding and challenging year it has been, and I only have three more months left of the didactic portion and then an entire year of clinical rotations, which I'm very excited for. Sure, congratulations. That's awesome, and I'm sure it feels like a huge accomplishment that you've made it so far, and I'm sure you're really looking forward to getting outside of the classroom and to start some of your rotations. Do you have any rotations you're most looking forward to? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for our program, we get one elective rotation, and I chose to do that in orthopedics. It kind of relates to my background. I did my undergrad and master's in exercise physiology. I love working with the everyday athlete all the way up to competitive athletes, but well, whenever someone likes to ask what I see myself going into, it kind of tailors around what we're learning in our clinical medicine class. So who knows where I could end up. I end up enjoying everything we learn about. Yeah, definitely. I think that's very common for PA students. And I think a lot of people choose the profession for the lateral mobility. So I think that's awesome for sure. Mm-hmm. And then you have shared with me that you're actually working as you are going to PA school, which I think is a pretty unique situation as well. How has it been trying to balance those two things and why did you decide to continue to do so? 
Yeah, choosing to work while in PA school is something that I thought a lot about before I started PA school. And then it's always something that is on my mind as a student. And as a student, of course, school comes first. And then having the ability to have a job that I am remote, I'm able to lock in and do as much work as possible in a set time domain, but then also do enough studying on the weekend. It's been the perfect balance. And I was able to transition from an in-person role to an online role before I started PA school. And I think if I was still in the in-person role, it wouldn't be feasible. But yeah, a lot of perks have came from working. It always humbles me still being in the workforce, I think, as a student. I think it's easy to get a big head and think, I know all these things, and then be on the other side and still have the humbling aspect of being an employee for a retail company. Sure, certainly. And so what are some of the benefits that you've enjoyed being able to work while you are still going to PA school? Yeah, the company I work for makes it really hard to leave in that they pay for a monthly gym membership, which for any PA student out there, I would definitely encourage as a way to get out of your bubble at school, make other friends, as well as keep up your general fitness. So that's one of the benefits. And they also still contribute and match to the 401k that I contribute to. And while it may not be much, I think it's important to build those muscles per se and get into that habit early. So that those are two of the biggest benefits I've seen working for this company. Yeah, that's amazing. The fact that you're able to start contributing and investing in your 401k before PA school when you worked for this company and then during PA school is going to help set you up for so much success in the future and you'll be able to reach financial independence in no time. So that's great that you're able to do that. And then have you also done any extra sideways of making money while in PA school? Well, maybe not a traditional type of employment, but other ways to earn money. Yeah, that's a great question. And people in my class, I mean, I think a lot of people now are into the side hustles and will find any way to hustle. So people in my class, and I've seen it on different social medias that people will go to Rover and walk dogs or tutor. But something that I have found that I can also study while I do it is actually giving plasma. And I think there's this natural stigma people associate with giving plasma, but it's been a great experience for me. I'm able to make almost up to $600 a month and I go there, they put a line in and I am just studying the entire time. And there is the benefit of that you do save lives ultimately while giving plasma. And I think that is a resource that any student could utilize. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I used to donate plasma as well. I started back in high school, actually, and I donated for a while, too. And I did enjoy that you could either study or you could read or if you have a tablet, watch a movie or something like that. So I think that's an excellent form. And then I had a previous PA student that also did Rover, which I thought was great as well. If you like animals and you want some extra way of exercising, going for walks. My sister, she's not a PA, but she's done shipped. So you could consider, 
you know, grocery shopping for others and delivering it to their house because sometimes you can get pretty good tips that way. So I think that there are a lot more flexible side hustles that current PA students could consider nowadays than maybe back when I went to PA school. And I think being creative and thinking outside the box can help you. But again, like you said, it's really important to have your main focus be your studies. So if trying to work on the side interferes with your studying or your grades, then maybe that's not the best option for you. But if you're able to balance both, I think that's great. Yeah, I agree. And with Rover, you get a little bit of pet therapy. And then with also giving plasma, I love to ask them for tips on how they go throughout starting a line. And if anything, it's just preparing us for our job. Yeah, that's awesome. And then do you follow a particular budget while in PA school? Do you try to track your expenses during PA school? What types of things do you try to use to manage your finances? Yeah, that's a great question. Before coming to PA school, I had exclusively used the app called Mint to kind of track. I spend this much on groceries. I spend this much on utilities, X, Y, Z. So when I started PA school, that is something that I have definitely kept up with using each month. And it really does help. I think especially going back to the grocery point. If you shop online, you can just click reorder of all of those things. And I see people post all the time about maybe it is a financial hack to shop online for groceries since you're not given the temptation. But yeah, I've utilized Mint. I also have two roommates that cut down on my housing costs each month. And I also love having housemates and they're both in my program. And I think that is a constant decision or an initial decision that a lot of students are faced with is, should I have roommates? Should they be in my classroom or in my class? And that is something that I would encourage. It's helpful to have other people going through the grind with you. Yeah, I think those are wonderful tips and words of advice for people too. And you did touch on housing and food or groceries. And I just want to make a side comment that those two things plus transportation comprise 61% of Americans' budgets. So if you can really try to cut costs in those three areas, then you'll do really well, have this extra money that you're able to save and invest for the future with time too. So that's really great that you're able to try to keep those things with those costs pretty low. Mm -hmm. And then how have you found the balance of spending generously, but also saving ruthlessly to try to reach financial independence? Yeah, I think you articulated that perfectly. And for anyone who knows me, they love or they know how much I love coffee and how I am not going to be frugal in the coffee that I buy or the machines that I use. And that quote is something that is important to me. And I think anyone who is initially introduced to this financial independence concept, it's easy to get caught in the trap of deprivation. And that's not what this community or lifestyle is about. It's about freedom and and I think when I'm able to spend lavishly on the things that I enjoy, so it's going to a nice gym, 
drinking the best espresso that I can get, but then also saving on things that don't matter to me as much. So it does not matter to me if I'm buying the big box brand cereal and groceries compared to the store brand. And then I can also wear the same clothes or the same like set of clothes each and every day. And that's fine with me. And I kind of speaks to that point of what you just said. And I think that's an important concept for everyone to grasp in their journey to financial independence. Yes, definitely. I completely agree. As a coffee lover myself, I could never (laughs) only drink Folgers or other types of coffee that I don't find very enjoyable. I mean, it's better than nothing, but at the same time, there's some amazing coffee out there. And honestly, those types of decisions probably don't move the needle too much. So it is important to figure out what you truly value in life and spend on those things, but cut back on those things that you don't value too much on and really try to focus on those big ticket items that comprise a large amount of your budget and to try to make sure that you're not spending a lot of money in those areas. So that's great. Yeah, for sure. I think what I've seen in my life, especially, and then from even others is that it's a lot easier to make an extra 500 to a thousand dollars than to save an additional 500 to a thousand dollars. And for a student that goes a long way. And if you can get creative going back to those side hustles earlier and find the synergy within your academic life, I think it really creates a healthy ecosystem as a student. Yeah, definitely. And then going forward on that, once you start practicing as a PA, many PAs will have a couple of different jobs where they have their primary job and maybe a casual position as well. So there are lots of different options that you can continue to do once you become a PA. So that's great. And then we had previously talked about things that you value in life. So do you value the concept of traveling? And then if so, have you tried to use different credit cards or travel reward hacking or things like that to try to help you be able to travel? Yeah, for sure. That I think the travel component of the financial independence community is kind of what first drew me in and that I was reading these stories of how families were going to Disney for free or getting a free flight for them and their spouse to an Asian country. And when you look at air flight prices now and then when it was two, three years ago and they were so inflated, you have to immediately jump on. So yeah, and something that I have definitely noticed and I think the advice that credit cards can be bad is definitely true for the majority or for the general public. But when you can leverage the credit card system into maximizing points in your life, it really becomes a fun game. And if you know you're going to be spending XYZ on your monthly utilities, why not get a credit card like the Chase Sapphire Preferred and put those costs on that and then reap the benefits of having all of these points that you can put towards travel, hotels, etc.? Exactly. I am such an avid fan of travel rewards as well. And that's how I got into the concept of financial independence too. So I think that they're great. And like you said, you might as well be earning something on the side if you are already putting money on a credit card and to not carry a balance, but to pay the full amount every time, every single month. So you're not having to pay a high interest. So use credit cards responsibly, but you can definitely reap some reward by doing so if you use Travel Rewards credit cards. So 
I think that's such a fun, different type of tool that people can use in the financial independence community. And then Alex, how much debt do you think that you'll graduate with after PA school? And then do you have a type of plan to try to pay off that debt? Yeah, I am coming into PA school with zero debt and I will ultimately graduate with around 120 grand of solely debt towards tuition. So I did choose an expensive school to go to PA school for, but I very much enjoy where I'm at. And as far as strategies to ultimately pay back the loans, I've looked into the different programs or scholarships after graduation to pay it back. And my significant other is in the military. So that is also an option for me to ultimately pay back my loans. And at the end of the day, I would love to have a goal of paying them off in two to three years and still living that PA student lifestyle maybe for a little bit and also have a little bit of inflation, but really just enjoying the process of both paying off my loans and still investing strategically. And I think it's hard to put a number amount on the psychology of paying off your loans and maybe it's going to be a little bit more strategic and better off in the long run to pay off your student debt. But for me, I think it's going to be very important to see $0 next to that loan. Yeah, for sure. I think that that sounds like an excellent strategy. And as you mentioned, when you're a new PA trying to prevent lifestyle creep right away, so trying to live like a PA student a little bit longer, try not to let your fancy new income be so that you're trying to spend that amount and instead try to save and invest and pay off your student loans. So that sounds like a great plan. Try to pay those off as soon as you can. Mm -hmm. And then throughout your working career as a PA, how do you think that you will find balance in finding frugality versus deprivation along your journey to financial independence? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think I'll first start by answering with that the PA career is such a perfect balance of a strong income to debt ratio, as well as a career that is going to be one that is fulfilling, but also sustainable for the rest of your life. And for me, when I imagine what financial independence looks like, it's not retiring early, but being so comfortable that I am free to do all of these other things in my life. I think in the times of my life where I've noticed that maybe I shouldn't be eating this really old food in my fridge and I should just go buy some new carrots, it's at those points that I am personally reflecting that maybe I've gone a little bit too far. But yeah, that's a that's an interesting and thought-provoking question. And I think I have friends in my life as well as being in the community that they know what I value and they'll also keep me in check if they ever saw me as a PA doing all of these random things just to cut corners. Definitely. I think that's great for sure. And then Alex, Those are the questions that I had for you today, but do you have any other words of advice about pre-PAs trying to get into PA school or current PA students that are thinking about trying to reach financial independence? 
Yeah, there, there's a quote that I think goes by the best time to start was 20 years ago, and the next best time to start is now. And even as a pre-PA student, you can start to build the habits and the lifestyle that you'll continue as a PA student and ultimately as a PA. And I think it goes along with the PA profession of being a lifelong learner in that you can start anywhere on this journey. And there are so many great resources from this podcast to different websites to even books. And I would strongly encourage other PA students to be the person to do that. As you very well know, and I've heard on your podcast before that you're going to hopefully be teaching some courses to PA students that the financial acumen is not really taught in PA school and we're kind of graduated and then we see this $120,000 debt. And I think if you can start early, start to understand the reality of what a student loan is and what debt means, you'll be off on a good foot in comparison to a lot of people today. I think that's wonderful words of advice. And thank you so much for sharing that, Alex. I really appreciate that. As you mentioned, I did create a presentation to give to PA students that are in PA school. And it's about the common mistakes that new PA grads make financially. So if you are in PA school and about to graduate and you feel as though your program would like me to present this presentation for you guys, please send me an email at kat at pathefiway.com. So thank you for that mention there, Alex. I really appreciate that. And thank you so much for joining me today. It was really fun having you on the episode. Yeah, it was a true pleasure to be on this episode, and I look forward to see how you further impact our profession as physician assistants and how much this community can continue to grow. Awesome. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on. But more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.